everyone. This is part two to our episode with Liz and Alicia from USTA National. Liz is the manager of USTA National Championships and the National League Administrator. Alicia is a coordinator with USTA National. If you haven't listened to part one, we hope you'll go back and listen. In part one, we discuss national championships. And here is part two. So um, Alicia, I want to ask you about your role with USTA National. Um, I know you're working on programs to promote next generation of league players. So can you tell us what you're doing to kind of promote the game to the younger generation? Yeah, absolutely. So to be, you know, totally candid, uh, our average, you know, league player age is going to be around 50. And the mentality of people my age, I'm 23, is I don't want to play with my mom, people my mom's age, <laughs> because not not because it doesn't have anything to do with skill level. You know, my dad is 51 and he is a crazy good 5-0 level player. It's wow. more so about, you know, like we just talked about the social aspect and making friends and you want to play with and against people that are in the same stage of life as you are so you can socialize with them on off the court. So something that I've been working on uh, in the league side of things is an 18 to 39 league, which is obviously catered for people ages between 18 and 39. So there's that cap on the age. So you don't necessarily have to worry about playing with someone that's two, three times your age. Right. And the format is really fun. It's really unique. It's not like our other league formats. It incorporates double singles mixed doubles. It's very social in that in that sense. Um, it's a lot of fun because the winner is determined by games won. So it'll come down to mixed oh. at the end and it can get very intense. And it's just it's just a fun way to spin it and offer something different and focus on the social aspect, which is which is so important for this age group. And especially we struggle to get the people who are my age, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a few years out of college. Um, and it, and it connects to with, with, um, what Marilyn was talking about last week about the new team types and getting people who are brand new to league because, you know, you graduate from college, you move to a brand new city and you don't even know where to begin in terms of making friends, finding a place to play tennis, a place you can call home. So this aims to, to fill that gap in our league program. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. You're also involved with tennis on campus. Is that correct? Yeah. So for anyone who's not familiar, Tennis on Campus is USTA's college club tennis program. It's nationwide um, as of February 2020, which was our last normal month that we all know. We (laughs) had about 350 universities and colleges across the nation that had Tennis on Campus programs. And those advance as well. Um, 15 out of our 17 sections they have sectionals and they get to advance to a national championship at the end of the school year. Um, I played in it. <laughs> I'm a tennis on campus alumni. I played all oh. uh, four years at Florida State. So that program is very uh, near and dear to my heart. But I notice a trend that a lot of people who get so invested in, in tennis on campus, you know, it can become your entire college experience. They graduate and they don't really know what's next. They don't know what is the next step beyond tennis on campus. And sometimes we actually did a focus group and sometimes the perspective is they know that leagues is an option, but once again, they associate it with, you know, something that their mom Mm -hmm. plays or people. 
Yeah, you can say uh, it. Or sometimes okay. the complete... us, us, go ahead uh, and oh, say yeah. it. <laughs> and and sometimes it's the complete opposite end of that spectrum. I've heard people say, "Oh yeah, I'm familiar with league. My friend who is really really good at tennis plays league, and I just don't think that I'm at that level." They don't understand that it's for every level and it's level based. So there's definitely that gap missing, and that is a huge pool of players who love to play tennis that. We're just not getting into our league program right now who would really enjoy it. So uh, working a lot with, with tennis on campus has been great. This past year has been tough for that group, obviously, because some schools are completely virtual. Sport club are, are just not happening at all. So we've had to get creative in offering them other playing opportunities. We did something really fun. The month of October, we did a virtual fall invitational with this group where we had uh, a bunch of tennis on campus schools sign up. They joined a Facebook group and they had eight challenges that they could, that they had to complete. And they went live in the Facebook group, just so you know, we know, no editing. And, and they went live in the Facebook group and filmed themselves doing these challenges. It was anything from consecutive volleys to serving at a cone stuff like that. And they got really into it. And it was great to see them so involved and engaged in a in a virtual sense. So from there, we've kind of had to brainstorm more, how can we keep them playing? Because we just, you know, we don't have tennis on campus this year. And so something that um, I'm working on right now is a, a promotion that we can hopefully get started in, in the next month or two. Finances are obviously a big barrier for this group. College students, I mean, you know, they're eating 25 cent ramen for right, yeah. lunch and dinner yeah, in some right. cases. <laughs> and, you know, the cost of a UST membership on top of a league registration fee on top of, you know, court fees, etc. Mm-hmm. can be a lot. It can be a big obstacle for these players. So this promotion is aiming to hopefully take off the weight of finances and, you know, maybe waive a league registration fee for them so that we can kind of, um, give them a playing opportunity, but then also introduce them to the league program and they can see for themselves how great it is. In tennis on campus, they don't have level-based play. They only have one national championship. So when they learned, you know, if I'm a 4-0, I'm playing another 4-0 and, oh, there's also a national championship for the 4-0s. That's something that they really like and they just don't know it yet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's such a big thing about tennis or USTA tennis is that at, at our ages, at least there's no other sport that Aaron and I can think of where you get to play your own court. Like I'm a four I'm only playing four I'm not playing a former college player out there. Right, I mean, right. there's, there's nothing else that you're at your correct level playing people that are similar. And then you get to go all the way to the national championships mm-hmm. and compete against people across the country. I just don't know of another sport that does that. No, it's so cool. And we, we, I think I mentioned earlier that we had, we had grabbed a group of tennis on campus captains and sat them down for a focus group just to get an understanding of how much they knew about league tennis. And that was something that was huge for them because tennis on campus encompasses a wide range of skill levels as well. You can have everything from someone who is pretty new to tennis to somebody who could have played division one college tennis if they wanted to, but they opted to go to a school for 
the academics and just decided to play club tennis in in place of, of our city team. So them knowing that, you know, I'm a beginner, you know, maybe I'm a two five or three oh and I can advance to a national championship. That's not something that they're used to because in tennis on campus, the national championship is really just for the best teams across the country. Those, you know, your four fives and above. Yeah. Yeah. Not us. Not yes. us. <laughs> not, not me. This is what I'm me. hearing. Uh, not us. <laughs> I would never make it that way. We've got to make it our own. own. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> but it's, it, I think it's really interesting though, because the level and the age group that Carolyn and I play in, we don't necessarily want to play 18 year olds either. You That's know, right. like, That's right. and we <laughs> also, you. but then it's so funny too, because I was thinking as you were talking to Alicia that we also don't necessarily want to play like the 65 and 70 year olds because we feel like they've been playing for so long. Like we we're still going to get whipped by them too. Yeah, like they it, beat us too. Everybody yeah, they're so crafty. Yeah. Oh, they're so crafty with it. And they, that's and they, yeah, crafty. Very crafty. That's it. That's but they're it. in the same boat we are. You know, I know those 65 and 70 year olds don't necessarily want to, they think we're 18 year olds and you know, we're not, yeah. but um, it's really interesting. But um, I think it's cool how many different programs are, are that USTA puts on or you, that you guys are in charge of. It's just, it sounds like, it just sounds like a huge undertaking, but I, I just yeah. think it's really cool because tennis is growing and it's growing at every level and every age group. And I think the pandemic actually helped grow tennis because people are like, I, I got to do something new or or pick up something that they did a long time ago. And now they have time for, you know, being quarantined or whatever. Overall tennis, I think it was up like 22%. Um, yeah. Racket wow. sales were up um, both yeah. above $50 and under $50. And yeah. everything that had to do with people playing tennis was up this last year. Yeah. We're hoping that those folks will keep playing and, and come play with us, you know, over at League. Yeah. And Aaron, I wanted to go back to the point that you made about um, age group opportunities yeah. in league play, because like, as we know, there's 18 over, 40 and over, 55 and over. And that brings up something else that I wanted to mention with regard to the 18 to 39 league that I realized as I kind of took that over was, okay, if I'm a 55 year old league player, I can play an 18 and over, I can play in 40 mm-hmm. and over, I can play in 55 and over, 18 mixed, 40 mixed, etc. If I am a 23 year old league player, my only options are 18 and over, mixed 18 and over. So 18 to 39 was another way to give them another program that is exclusive yeah. to, to their age group because in comparison, they're getting a lot less playing opportunities right. than our players who are in the, you know, 50 to 60 age range. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was the average age either. That kind of makes me feel good. <laughs> Wait, what was the average age? What was the, the average, average age of the USTA pl- tennis player 50. is? Yeah. yeah. So we're on the young end, Carolyn. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> We really appreciate Alicia and Liz speaking with us. We were having so much fun with them. We actually have one more episode where they tell us the process to change USTA rules. And I think it's kind of neat that league players can actually suggest rule changes. If you'd like to see a picture of Liz and Alicia, please check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 